Well, I just want to start out this morning by saying uh, how much I appreciate Pastor Todd and uh, the message that he uh, preached uh, last week. And so um, if you wasn't here last week or if you didn't listen to the message, I want to encourage you to go ahead and, and, and go online and, and, and listen to it. So I just feel like, though, this morning that I need to um, also share my heart or really try to share God's heart on uh, everything that's going on in our society right now. So I want to start off with a scripture that Pastor Todd used last week, and it's Psalm 89, 14, and it says this, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. This is, this is the psalmist speaking to God, saying that two things that are made up of God's throne is righteousness and justice. So we know any injustice is counter-kingdom. You know, Pastor Todd said, since God is the God of justice, as children of God, we should be about justice as well. Isn't that right? Amen? All right, y'all help me preach this morning. Amen, y'all awake? I know one brother asked me, hey man, is there a place we get some coffee? I know we're not serving coffee right now, but y'all can still perk up a little bit, right? So, amen. I want you to see the second part of this verse, though. Second part of Psalm 89, 14 says this. I want to continue where Pastor Todd left off. Loving kindness and truth go before you. Loving kindness and truth go before you. God's loving kindness extends to all people. Amen. That's another good place to say amen right there. God's loving kindness extends to all people. Now look at Psalm 86.5. For you, Lord, are good, and you're ready to forgive, and abundant in loving kindness to all who call upon you. So not only does God have loving kindness, it says that he's abundant in loving kindness. He's not short on any love, right, or any kindness. He has an abundant of it to go around. You know, one of the biggest things as I'm talking about God's love, one of the biggest things that, that, that breaks my heart and seeing what we're seeing all over the world is the amount of hate that's operating in the world right now. We know all race, racism and prejudice is, is rooted in hate, but the amount of hate everywhere, just across the board, it seems like it's intensified. Is it just me or do you notice that as well? It's like it's, it's, it's just everything that, that's, that we see is, is, is operating and rooted in, in hate. That's uh, in, in, at that level of negativity. As we just read, God has an abundance of loving kindness for all people who call upon him. So last week, again, Pastor Todd ended the service with challenging us to ask God to give us his heart on this situation. So today we're going to look at, from God's word, God's heart for all people. That's the name of my message today is God's heart for all people. So before I get into that, though, I want to look at this, this, this scripture a little bit more. I want to look at the second word we just read from Psalm 80, 89, 14, God's loving kindness, and then his truth goes before him. So I want to look at this word truth. You see, there's a lot of things out there right now on the news, on social media, all kind of stuff, people saying all kind of different things. And sometimes it gets hard even before and, and, and when, when, when even things are, are quote unquote calm to figure out what is truth. I think everybody in this room would agree that the word of God is 100% true. Isn't that right? God's word is 100% true. So we have to start there. So I like how Dr. Tony Evans says it. He said, all injustice, racism, or prejudice of any kind comes from operating on illegitimate standards. Now, what he means by this is that he says they're not rooted in God or God's word, but in culture, history, background, and upbringing. So you see, we go through life and form opinions, beliefs about other people, and even ourselves. But if these are different from what God says in his word, they're not true. Are y'all tracking with me? So 
All of the, every hate, all, every form of prejudice is rooted on illegitimate standards. It's things that we may think are facts. And Dr. Evans goes on to say, it can be facts, but you know, the fact is that our culture, our background, our upbringing has, has caused and has sustained this, what we're seeing for many, many years. But if the way that you are raised doesn't line up with the word of God, the way that you are raised is wrong. Amen. So truth is an objective standard by which reality is measured. In other words, it's God's point of view on any subject. Truth is God's point of view on any subject. So any form of prejudice or racism is problematic. But let me say this before I go any further. We, we can't deal with what's going on the same way that the world is dealing with it. We got to go to God's word and it has to be, look, two, two different people came up to me, a few different people actually, after first service was talking about how that, that this is, this is spiritual. You got to remember that it's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Right? And there's things that we can do. Yes, as people, God's calling us to do, but at the root of it all, it, it, it's, it's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Again, he is a liar, the father of lies. He fuels hate and everything. So today, again, this morning, I want to show you God's heart for all people through three main subjects of the Bible, or the three main subjects of the Bible, creation, salvation, and eternity. Number one, God created all people in his image. Genesis 1.26 says this, Then God said, Let us make human beings, and he says us, speaking of the Trinity, he was there with the Son and the Holy Spirit at the beginning of time. Let us make human beings in our image to be like ourselves. See, unlike angels and animals, we are the only beings in creation that all share God's likeness. Isn't that powerful? We're the only beings in all creation that share in God's likeness. Last week, Pastor Todd, again, he said that prejudice and racism is a heart issue, and it is. It's a sin issue. So let me go into that even more. With that in mind, we see clearly here that every single person on the entire globe is created in God's image. So when someone thinks that they're better than someone else based on their skin color, the way that they look, the way that they act, what they have or don't have, the root of that is pride. How dare anybody think that they're better than anybody else because they look different, act different, if we are all created in God's image, right? And so the root of it is pride. So listen, again, for us, especially as the, 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 the house of God, the love of God, I've been thinking about this, and I didn't say it in the first service, but I've been thinking about the scripture that says that judgment is going to start in the house of God. You familiar with that scripture? Judgment will start in the house of God. If judgment will start in the house of God, I believe healing needs to start in the house of God as well. Amen? So we have to develop a heart that cares for everyone because they're created in the image of God. Not because they look like us or have what we have, but because they have the stamp of divine creation upon them. Remember that. Whenever you go through this life, every single person you see, every single person you interact with has the stamp of divine creation. They were created in God's image and God's likeness, just as me and you were. Amen? So number one, God created all people in his own image. Number two, God made a way for all people to be saved. Come on, I should get a good amen right there. We'd all be in trouble if God hadn't made a way for all of us to be saved. God has made a way for all of us to be saved. Of course, we all know John 3.16, but it just stresses the point. Pastor Todd shared it Sunday. Pastor Dixie shared it Wednesday. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that what? So that every one who believes in him 
would not perish, but have everlasting life. He doesn't love, he didn't love the planet. He loves the people. He didn't love the planet. He loves the people. Matter of fact, some people worry about global warming. I heard one pastor say, I'm not concerned about global warming because in the Bible it says he's going to burn it all up anyway. Amen. Now, look, we got to take care of the planet and all that. Be good stewards. I get it. I'm an outdoorsman and I, I understand conservation. We, we, we got to be good stewards of what God's given us. But he wasn't talking about, you know, not every tree, not every animal, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish. Every person, every single person, not only did he create in his image, but he sent his only begotten son. I have one son, and I can't imagine him sending a son to die, to be tortured, to take our sin, our shame, our punishment, so that every single person on the planet could be saved. Let me take that a step further. Look at 2 Peter 3.9. Let's look again, the truth of the word. The Lord is not slow in doing what he promised, the way some people understand slowness. But God is being patient with you. He does not want anyone to be lost, but he wants all people to change their hearts and their lives. Amen? Listen, I know some people, there are some beliefs out there about that, that some people that God has an elect, he has an elect that he created for, for heaven and elect that he created for judgment. I don't see for me how do you get past this scripture. To me, it makes it very clear that God's heart is that no one be lost, but that everyone would come to change their hearts and their lives and they would come to know him. Now, we know not everybody will, but God's whole plan was to redeem the world back to himself. So we know that. We know God made a plan for all people to get saved. Now, let me take that a step further. Now, as I'm sitting here, and, and, and the majority of people that are here are born-again believers, let me let me take this a step further. That's God's plan. We are a part of God's plan. If you have your physical Bible, if you want to just flip there, turn with me to Acts chapter 10. And I want to I want to read parts of a story. There was a Roman officer named Cornelius who had a vision of an angel uh, that came to him and and said, you know, listen, you, you're a devoted man. Your prayers and your gifts to the poor has been noticed. And so he said, send for a man named Simon Peter to come to your house and to give you a message from God. So he has this vision. Almost simultaneously or a little bit later, Peter, the apostle Peter, uh, it's about lunchtime, the Bible says, and he's up on a flat roof praying, and he has a vision, and this sheet comes down from heaven, and there's all kind of animals of all this sort. It says reptiles, animals, birds, and, and, and the voice says, rise up, Peter, kill and eat. And the, Peter says, no, Lord, I, I've, I've never eaten anything unclean. My, our, our Jewish uh, culture and belief, I've never, they got, man, they got reptiles in there. I mean, they got pigs. He probably is like, they got, they got these things, like some crawfish in there. I don't, I've never even seen that before, but I can't eat none of that stuff, Lord. And the Lord says, don't call what's clean, what I've made clean, unclean. Okay. So then he gets this vision. He goes, and then he says, there's some men at your house right now. He said, go downstairs and go with them. I have sent him. So Peter goes with Cornelius' servants now to Cornelius' house. Both these men have a vision. And now he, Peter arrives at Cornelius' house. Let's pick it up from there. Acts 10, 28 and 29. Peter told them, you know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone. He wasn't talking about animals. Anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent me. See, Peter got the revelation that it wasn't about eating animals. 
It was about people. God gave him the revelation. Don't call any sort of people unclean that I have called clean. See, Peter was prejudiced against the Gentiles, just as all Jewish people were at the time. But God had to straighten him out. And God had to straighten him out because he had a powerful purpose for Peter. And it was to present the gospel to the Gentiles. It was to spread the gospel, the love of Jesus, and the, the truth of the gospel. So now let's c- continue on, and let's read a little more account of the, of the vision that Cornelius had. Acts 10, 30-36 says, Cornelius replied, Four days ago, I was praying in my house about this time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon for a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I went, so I sent for you at once and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Listen to what Peter says. And God bless you, by the way. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel. For those, for there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Amen. You see this? God had to open Peter's eyes and change Peter's heart so that he can be more effective in doing what God had called him to do. He's saying, Peter, there's no way you can do your, live out your divine destiny if you have prejudice in your heart. Y'all tracking with me? And the same is true for us. For all of us, God created all people in his image. God made a way for all people to be saved. And guess what? Me and you have the privilege and responsibility of help helping people to come to the loving and saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. And let me make that, let me take it a step further and point something out to you. An angel appeared to Cornelius and said, go send for Peter to come and tell you a message. Why didn't the angel just tell him how to get saved? Why didn't the angel just present the gospel to him? Because it's not the angel's duty. The duty has been given to us as human beings. Amen. You see that? An angel appeared but said, you got to go talk to Peter to hear the gospel and hear the love of God. And so, you know, as Pastor Todd said last week, if you're not there, if you're at a point where there's still a part of you where uh, you show favoritism to people or neglect other people, that, that was so powerful. He said, you know, you know, I'm not even supposed to come into your house or associate with you. If we're not associating with people because of the color of their skin or their class or because what they have or don't have or because they don't act like us or talk like us or they don't have the same education as us. Listen, you're never going to fulfill your divine destiny and your purpose in life. If there's any of that in your heart. So pray as God, as Pastor Todd said, for, for God's heart to give you God's heart. And that's what I'm doing my best this morning to share with you the truth of the word of God. What is God's heart for all people? God created all people in his image. God made a way for all people to be saved. And then number three, God wants to spend eternity with all people. He wants to spend eternity with all people. Revelation 7. 9 and 12 says this, After these things I looked, and behold, a vast multitude that no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues was standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
And the angels are standing around the throne, along with the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell all on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and honor and wisdom and thanksgiving and power and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful scene? You know, this is one of John's visions that he had that showed a great multitude of people around the throne of God. Matter of fact, the Bible says it was too great of a number to count. And there were people from every nation, every tribe, all different people groups, all different languages, and they were all around the throne together worshiping. See, God wants to spend eternity with all people. But here's the truth, church. We're going to spend eternity with all people as well, right? And it's a blessing because even as I look around this church and I see different people, people that look different than me, this is a picture of heaven. Amen? That's why Jesus prayed, pray this way. Our Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So what we see around the throne, people worshiping from every single part of the globe that look all different, it should be reflected here on earth as well. Amen? And I'm thankful that we see a reflection even here today and had that this morning and will in a a a bit as well. Listen, we may be different here on earth, but the same God sent the same Jesus who went to the same cross so we can all go to the same heaven. Amen? I heard one of the the elders said this morning, he came up to me, he said, there ain't going to be any subdivisions in heaven. Amen? There ain't no subdivisions, there ain't no zip codes in heaven. Amen? We will spend eternity with all people from everywhere. So listen, if the idea of a different color, class, or culture bothers you down here, heaven's going to mess you up. Heaven's going to mess you up. Amen? Because that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. A beautiful sight in heaven. Because we just read that there will be diversity of every kind around the throne, worshiping the Lord together. So if we're going to spend eternity with each other in heaven, we have to continue to love Learn to love and live with each other on earth. Amen? Because this all ties in. You may be okay with like, yeah, man, I, I, I want to win as many people I can to the Lord. I just don't want to hang out with them. Well, that's not the heart of God. If we're going to spend eternity with everybody, we got to learn to hang out with them down here too. Spend time with them down here. Love on everybody down here, right? This all culminates together. We all created in God's image. God made a way for all of us to be saved, and we are a major part of other people getting saved. Aren't you glad you're here today because somebody loved on you and told you about the gospel? Amen? And so we have a vital part to keep it going. That's part of our purpose, our vision here. Know God, live free, find your purpose, make a difference. Our our main purpose is to get other people to come into the kingdom of God. Now, there's different ways we do that. Let you know again, next steps is starting today, after right after this service. You may have a specific way that you lead people to Christ, that you help, that you serve. You saw it just today. We have a worship team. We got ushers. We got kids' life workers. We got, you know, lobby hosts. You know, different people doing different things, the media team and the booth. And there's all kind of different ways, evangelistic outreach people that love to just go out and do things. We all have specific ways we accomplish this purpose, but our purpose is all the same. So we can all get to the finish line, which is called eternity, which is called heaven, which is in glory with the Lord. Amen. So remember the loves, the, the, I'm sorry, God's loving kindness and truth go before him. What's the truth? One more time. God created all people in his image, made a way for all people to be saved. And God wants to spend eternity with all people. And again, the loving kindness has an eternal purpose, specifically now, let's look at his kindness. I'm going to break that word down even further. His loving kindness is abundant. 
Let's look at the second word, his kindness, which the world could use a lot of right now. Amen. Look at Romans 2, 4. Do you know what that God's kindness? Do you not know that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Today, as we conclude our service, have you repented of your sins? As we talked about, Pastor Todd talked about, racism, prejudice of any sort, the root of that is sin. It's pride. But all sin needs to be repented of. Both that and every other sin. If it's contrary to the Word of God, to the truth of the Word of God, the Bible says we must repent of our sins and turn to God. Repentance means you turn away from sin and you turn to God. Another thing that all people have in common, God loves us all, He created us all, He died for us all, wants to spend this life in eternity. But you know another thing that all people have in common? The Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. And that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. God made the ultimate sacrifice by sending his son so you, you and me can be saved. You know, especially in times like this when the whole COVID thing uh, started happening and now all, the last few weeks of just the turmoil that's been going on. Every time major things in the world start happening, people ask the question, man, are we living in the last days? One well, accurate answer would be, this might be your last day. It may be your last day. It might be my last day. We don't know the answer to that. But if this is your last day, where are you going to spend eternity? See, I said God wants to spend eternity with all people because some people will spend eternity with God. Other people will spend eternity separated from God. Have you made that decision? Have you settled your heavenly settlement, so to speak? If you haven't, I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. Just do me a favor. Close your eyes with me. Bow your head. And if you say, Brandon, man, I, I, I see. I don't know if I'm, if I'm right with God. What if this was your last day? I don't know. We are. I believe we're getting closer. And, and I don't know how much longer the globe has or people, everybody has. But we know. We see it in the news all the day. Young people, older people. We're not promised tomorrow, y'all. What if this was your last day? I've said this before, but I know there's some guests here today. I remember my mom used to ask me, Brandon, if you died today, where would you go? And I remember telling her, Mom, I don't know. And she said, if you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, it means you're going to the wrong place. And I agree with that statement. But you could know today, God in his love created us, sent his son for us, so we can spend eternity with him. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you say, Brandon, I don't know, man. I'm not sure if, if, if today was my last, where I would spend eternity. Eternity never ends, y'all. You could be sure today if you repent of your sins and put your trust and faith in Jesus. If that's you, just slip up your hand and say, Brandon, I want to be sure today. Before I leave here today, man, I want to be sure that I'm right with God. I see your hands. Anybody else? Thank you for being bold. Hands going up over here. Over here. Thank you, sir. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you all for being bold. Come on, we're going to pray with you. Those of you that raise your hand, the Bible says it's a confession of faith. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That word believe means to trust. So just pray this with me. We're going to all pray this together. Just say, Heavenly Father, thank you for creating me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your Son to die for me. I receive 
the free gift of salvation. I repent of my sins and I turn away from them. Lord, I turn to you today and I make you my Lord and Savior. Now give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you all the days of my life. Give me your heart, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, why don't we give these a round of applause. Rejoice with them. Thank you, Lord. Hey, listen, if you raise your hand, you prayed that prayer for the first time, there's a card in the pew right in front of you. It says, I made a decision. Go ahead and fill out that card before you leave and bring it to the info center. We want to try to help you out. We have, we have a Bible for you and, and, and uh, you know, anything else you may need. But listen, before we go, do me a favor and go ahead and stand up with me. I want to worship to one more song together. Like I said, this is a picture of what heaven's going to be. Amen? And this song specifically, I asked Nathan and the worship team to sing. Because there's a line in this song to just culminate last week's message, today's message. It says, Lord, give, give me your heart, fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. And of course, it says, holy, holy, holy. We're going to worship. But let's make this a declaration as we leave here today, church. Again, I believe healing, unity starts with the house of God. Let's worship the Lord and let's declare this before we go today.
got us a decoration. Oh, make it your prayer today, Let's, let's let that be our cry. Lord, give us your heart for every person in every situation, Lord God. In this life, Lord, there's a lot of things, Lord God, that, that, that can shake us, that we can be shaken by, that we have been shaken by. But, Lord, we want to put your trust in you alone. Come on, church, is that your, is that your prayer? The more we trust the Lord, the less we'll be shaken. The more we, we go to his word and we get the truth of his word, the clearer we'll move forward. Father, we just want your heart. Show us your heart, Lord God. Fill us with your heart. Lead us in your love to all people, all, Lord God, problems, all situations, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your help, Lord. We need your healing, Lord. We need unity, Lord. I pray, help us to continue, Lord God, to move forward, Lord God, today and every day, Lord, that we would reflect your heart. Not only that we would have your heart, but we would reflect your heart to those around us, Lord. Those that are lost, those that are hurting, Lord God. Those that are bleeding, those that are different from us, Lord, I pray that we would reflect your heart, Heavenly Father. We would share your love and your grace, Lord God, and just be a part of healing and restoration, Father. I thank you for every single person here today. I thank you for everything that you've done, everything you're doing, and everything that you are going to do. I pray your grace, peace, power, and blessing, Lord God, to be upon each and every person as they go today, Lord. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, let's give him one more round of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Well, God bless y'all. We love y'all. If you need prayer for anything, let us know. Uh, be safe and have a great day. We'll see you soon.